This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. For Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au It is indeed. Good morning or hello in the afternoon it may well be. The 1st of 2024, The Rabbit Hole is back. For a second series, quite extraordinary. We thank our great friends at Tire Power. Uh, their buying power puts the power in your face. Gay whispers, whispers being Tim Watson, former Essendon great. Good morning, Gary, or good afternoon, Gary. Uh, good evening, Gary. Uh, wherever you're accessing this, uh, whatever time of the day it is. Whenever. Yes, whenever. Um, not backed by popular demand. No. Back because we're contracted. <laughs> backed by unpopular <laughs> demand. We're back. No, I had a lot. Quite a few oh. people say to me. Oh, the oh they're missing hole? the rabbit hole, are they? The rabbit hole coming back. Oh. Hey, we've got a lot to discuss because we haven't been on air doing the rabbit hole for so long and so much has happened. You've been overseas. You've moved house. Yeah. I've moved house. I've moved property. We've met new people. Got engaged. Busy. It was a busy office. You've got engaged. When you put it that like I that. forgot about that too. Very busy Mr. Off Romance that you are. Very busy off season, which is great. Now we're on the uh, on the verge of a new AFL season. And it is what today mm. when we record this is a, a Wednesday. And then next Tuesday is the first of the official Practice matches, and then away we go. That's right. So Ground you, zero. Where do you want to start? Where because there are start? so many topics I've got written down here. Um, where do you want to start? Well, Let's start in New York, okay? Because um, we did my travel series, which was uh, a lovely little uh, look at uh, the southern part of France and Italy. Uh, you went to New York. Yes. Not for the first time. You've been there many times. Many, many times, but not for four years because right. of uh, COVID. So very much looking forward to going back. To my favourite place to visit yeah. and familiar did, with it. Did you stay down on the east, Lower East Side or three everywhere? three different hotels. Right, okay. Give me the three hotels. You want the whole hotel? Yeah, give us everything. People were interested in this sort okay. of stuff. So Lower East Side, a place called the Ludlow, which I know you enjoy. Yep. And a nice hotel. So it's around, uh, it's not far from first, because you know how the grid works. People, mm. people who are familiar with New York would know. So it goes first right across to the other west side. So first being the first avenue. On the east side, yep. And uh, and then we went to the Mercer Hotel, which is in the heart of Soho, like right in the heart. Near, give us a landmark that people um, may recognise or not. Not far from, well, Broadway is the street that goes right down the All the Soho, way down the guts, And it's yep. only sort of a block over from there. Yep. So, uh, and a great, that's a great hotel, beautifully centrally located, if you like, going down the lower part of um, uh, New York and hang out around Soho, which is where we mm. base ourselves. They sound like exy places. Well, I've never been well, able to I'll afford get, to stay at the Mercer. I'll get to that. Sounds like a great hotel. <laughs> I'll get to that in a minute. And then we went to the Whitby for Nikki's birthday was the 24th. So we went up to the Whitby, which is 56th Street and 5th Avenue, which is up towards Central Park. And that was a new hotel that only just opened. So right. For her birthday, we stayed there on the 23rd and 24th. And then we came home on the 25th, which was Christmas Day. That's right. So you're already engaged at this stage. Yes. Yeah. We're engaged in every activity. Oh, engaged, engaged? Yeah, engaged, engaged. Yeah, just before we left. Right. So <laughs> So did anyone notice Nikki's ring? Nikki did. <laughs> Nikki, every restaurant we went to, as she's walking us, we would say, oh, we just got engaged. Oh, <laughs> Come with us to the better table and the free champagne. So we It did. worked a treat. It worked a treat. And you love New York. Loved it. It was it as good as you remembered it being or Yeah, not? it was the weather was great. Um I just I think if you go to New York for the first time, 
you do all the New York stuff that yep. you've always seen and thought about. And, you know, you do the tourist, you get on the buses, get on and off, do all You have to do that. This is like, I don't know how many times I've been there, a dozen or so. So it was about catching up with Glenn Lovett, who used to play with um, and listens now to the podcast, a regular listener of The Rabbit Hole. He, um, I love, I love him and I love catching up with him. He's one of my favourite people. So we had a lot of time with him and he lives down in Soho and knows the whole restaurant scene beautifully. So I've got great restaurant recommendations for you. And, um, what I did notice though, and this is some cautionary advice, it it is expensive city, Mm. which it always, you know, you've been many, many times, but this time it felt even more so given, I don't know, given the dollar's not strong, obviously, right. which doesn't help. But the actual, it just felt like everything was very, very dear. So you got to you got to save, obviously, and prepare. And and there is that tipping expectation too when you go to the states. Tipping and taxes, mm. yeah. Like when you how check, did you sort that out? Well, you don't. You just do it. It's a, the obligatory twenty percent on top of your bill. Right. You just pay that without thinking. But the, the hotels are the one that get you. The hotels say, "Oh, you know, it's X amount a night." And then there's I wrote it down somewhere. There was five different taxes. Mm. I sent you a message. You did. Five different taxes on top. So if the hotel's 600 bucks a night and whatever, by the time you walk out, you're paying 800 and something because, right. you know, it's all the, the add-ons, which did, can, you, it's a did, big, big, big trap. This is the thing I learned last time I was in New York, and it's a long time ago now, but I didn't realize that there's an expectation too that when you stay in a hotel, you also tip the um, the staff. Oh, yeah. No, the, the cleaning staff I'm talking oh, about. Oh, the cleaning staff. Yeah, know. so when you leave, there's an expectation that you might just leave I'll something. I'll leave my coins. <laughs> you might just leave I'll something. A couple of 20 centers. <laughs> couple of Aussie 50 centers. Leave something. <laughs> Not in the bowl. But Well, what do you do that? I didn't do that. <laughs> well, I only found out about it very late, the piece, which was opportune, but um, apparently that is the case. What did you do? Just leave what? No, I didn't leave anything, but I found out later that when I was asked the question, oh, did you leave anything for the cleaning staff? And I said, no, why would you do that? And they said, well, no, that's the expectation when you go to the States and you stay at a yeah. nice hotel that oh. you would leave something for them. I had nothing left to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and restaurants, else. have you got a couple of tips for yep. us? They went to a beautiful restaurant called Carbone. Yep. That was probably my favourite. Food style? Uh, they're all like, is that a t- sounds Italian? It's, yeah, Carbone's Italian. Yeah, Carbone's Italian. And that's a very um, that's a place you'd like to go to be spotted, isn't it? A lot of celebrities uh, sort of spotting there, not? Yeah, maybe hard to get in. Oh, mm. We we were there just before Christmas, so everything was hard to get into. But uh, these are just ones that the Eagle had recommended, and I went Minetta Tavern, fantastic, beautiful. Mm. That that was a great experience. We went to watch the Book of Mormons, right? And you know, down in the yep. theatre district, and then at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and Nikki said, come, we're going, she'd booked this table, and I was... Ready to go home to bed, yeah. And we walked there. It was heaving with a line out the door at 11 o'clock, people trying to get in for dinner. What what, what style of restaurant? Like a... Um, same, sort of Italian, you know, eclectic sort of... Uh, oh, was it a bit Frenchy? I can't remember. I had chicken. I had a beautiful chicken dish. <laughs> Gorgeous. Of course you did. <laughs> St. Theo's was another one. Mm-hmm. Baltazar's a famous restaurant. Oh, that's still going. In Soho. We did. We went and had breakfast there quite a bit. Beautiful breakfast. And um, In Lua. fact, I reckon if you're going to New York and you wanted a great experience and you had one place that you wanted to go to experience New York and yep. the hustle and bustle and a busy restaurant, well, that, Baltazar's that would be the place. Yeah, that's really cool. Great experience. Great place. Centrally, like, well, down the lower. Another great experience is Grand Central Station. 
Have you done this? Yes. You I've, go, I've never eaten there, but the oyster bar yes. there apparently is supposed so to be superb. You go to the oyster bar, you get yourself set up at the at the desk, mm. and there's, and they're just shucking oysters like f- f- no one's business because it's a massive big restaurant. But if you're sitting at the bar, guy just wanders along and you get a beer, grab some oysters, and there's, there's about 30 different variety, and he says, what do you like? And mm. then, then a beautiful big bowl of chowder. Lovely. A beautiful big clam chowder. It's very hard to eat that clean. Did you put the Did you put the bib. napkin or bib? Bib. Yeah. Yeah, bib. They give you a bib? I love a chowder. Yeah. Chow- what do you love about it? I love just, uh, well, you can have a Boston chowder, which is the red, red based. Right. Or you can have the New England clam chowder. Ah. Thanks, Nadia. Did you see any squirrels while you were over there? <laughs> what? Did you yeah. go to Central Park? Of course I saw squirrels. They're everywhere. They're like aren't they, seagulls aren't they... at the beach. You know what? I, the thing I, I remember the first time I saw a squirrel, and I thought, my goodness me! Like I, I thought that they were, bi- you know, because I'd only ever seen them on the cartoons. There's a rat. <laughs> seen Did them you? in cartoons, watching TV. Wiley Coyote was well, going to come. Well, I thought, I thought they were about five times bigger. I thought they were the size of a possum. I thought a squirrel and a possum were very similar, but they're tiny. <laughs> I'm here. I am, Brooksy. I'm trying to give him a great education, and his question is, "Did you see a squirrel?" Yeah, we're all the way, all the way to New York to see the squirrels. Hang on. Did you walk let through Central write, Park? Let me write this down. Did you walk through Central Top Park? Top five things to do is Grand Central Station, Empire State, and a squirrel. Yes, I did. I went. Well, there's another thing. This mm. is. You sound like a wanker, but this mm. is. If you go to New York, mm. go and have high tea mm-hmm. at. What's the name? Which one is it? I can't remember. Tiffany's. No, no, one of the big department stores, like Macy's. Bloomingdale's or something. Oh, Bloomingdale's or, or Macy's. No, the, the really flash posh one. You go up, it's right up Grand Central. You you get into the, you've got to put your name down because there's a queue. And yeah. then you come back and you sit down and it looks over Central Park and you have high tea. High tea. You have the sandwiches and the little scones or whatever. Right. Great experience. Great you were right, experience. You were right at the beginning. Wanker. <laughs> sound like a wanker. Uh, Hide tea. No, not the Palm Court. It was a, where was it? Somewhere like Did that. you go to Tiffany's? No. No? No, we walked past. You would have gone to Fifth Avenue, though. Yeah, of course. Shopping. The shopping is the best. Did you see any celebrities? Because John where, Legend. Where did, oh, you, no, Just, you sent that photo of John. You, yeah, you and he passed each other when you were crossing the road. Yeah, and I started to take a photo because Nikki wanted me to take a photo of her crossing the road, but I... Started taking a photo of John Legend, and this bloke taps me on the shoulder, and he goes, that's enough, mate. Who was he? His bodyguard? Yeah, I said, I got my back up. Yeah. I said, what do you mean that's enough? I'm taking a photo of my partner. Yeah. He goes, oh, oh, my bad. Did I, he? I was actually taking a photo of John yeah. Legend. Did you think he he was his bodyguard? Or Yeah, well, uh, yeah, but he's on the street. He, yeah. How can he tell you to stop taking photos? 100%. And why else would you go to New York if you weren't there to do some celebrity spotting? Get back in your box, buddy. I went and watched the Knicks play against the Milwaukee Bucks, and then I went and watched Billy Joel at the Garden. And you said that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Billy Joel plays once a month, and if you're there, oh, I think he's finishing up actually. But it, or every, so, I, I know nothing about music, as you well know, but I knew all Billy Joel songs. Right. Did you have tickets be, to no, that Nikki, before you went? No, Nikki. So were they, but people, will, if, if anyone's going to New York, were they easy to access? Yeah. yeah. Well, you, my, you can my, as in life, you can get anything if you want to uh, prepared to pay. But Nikki bought tickets that were behind the stage and deemed to be not great tickets. Right, but they were magnificent. Limited he, viewing. Well, because he's on Restric- a ro- no, that restricted viewing, restricted area right. access, yeah. and and he's on a rotating stage. 
So for mm. half the concert, we were like 10 rows back. Unbelievable. Man. So that was great as well. Anyway, enough of that. Boring Just quickly, everyone. though. I'm boring everyone. No, you're not boring anybody. The other, the, the other sort of uh, live theatre experience, interactive experience, what was that called again? Because that fascinated the hell out of me. Because um, there's all sort of nude activity yes. and all sorts of things going on. See you no, can talk about it in more detail here than what we could on the radio. See no more or... Um, and you said that there was a particular type of person that found... Sleep no more. Sleep called. no more. Found some activity on one level in the play this, and then stayed there for the entirety this, of the three hours. I was at right? this lunch yesterday, a KO lunch, mm. and the... Head of KO, lovely lady, is from New York. Oh. And she used to work at the NFL and now she's heading up KO. And I was sitting next to her at lunch. So we're having a great chat and I uh, said that I'd been to New York. And, oh, you know, she, what did you do? And I said, this, this. And I said, I did this weird thing called Sleep No More. Wow. She threw her was hand, she onto it? She threw her hands in the air and we just talked about that for the whole lunch. It's an inter-immersive um, six-story sort of old hotel that you go into. You've got to wear a big mask. Mm like an eyes wide shut style mask. And it's a, as it turns out, I don't know anything about it. It's a Shakespearean play that sort of plays out on these six levels. And you can just walk wherever you want to go and you get sort of swept into each little performance or yep. whatever's going on. And yeah, I stumbled across a lesbian scene at one stage where the two women started taking each other's clothes off. Right. Stayed there for an hour and a half. <laughs> you spent the three hours Dickie there. said, where are you? <laughs> oh, no, I just... No, well, I did. Hang on, so, hang on, so you've got you, all the. <laughs> I went back. <laughs> and then the next day she was looking for you. <laughs> no, this is the thing, right? You're just doing it and, and then mm -hmm. it's like 200 people. Right. And just, Are the lights on though? Like it's yeah, fully well, lit? Yeah, well, it lights the area that this, this play is unfolding. Right. So, so I wish, I'm, yeah. I'm just sitting back watching and thought, oh, Crikey. Right. And then they run off. like the, So the, the, the play. Were they fully clothed or not? They were. And then they took their. All of their gear off? Not their bottom half. Like their. Uh, um, oh, their tops off. Tops off. Yeah. Kiss, passionately kissing. Right. And then after a few whatever, they go into another room. And so I'm just sitting there. And then the crowd sprint off after it because they want to keep watching. Right. Right. And, and then I ran into Oscar. <laughs> so Oscar's Nikki's. Yeah, because he was Boy, there. Yeah. And he, you're not allowed to talk. You've got no phone. Your phone's locked in a purse kind of thing. Right. So Oscar's doing sign language to me going, we're up or down. Where is it? <laughs> so how would he? How? <laughs> so I go, up, up. So off he runs. <laughs> and then there's another scene, which the lady I was talking to yesterday said, oh, my, I took my mother oh. to it. And she got, oh, there was a bath scene where a guy gets nude and gets into a bath. You saw that though, didn't you? Yes. Right. But I didn't see him fully nude. I saw him sort of getting ready to, you know, doing whatever he was right. doing. But it ends up, he takes all his gear off. Right. Full starkers and gets in the bath. And mm. this, the lady from Co's mum, this, she said, oh, I saw, well, Max, <laughs> Nicky's son. Max, <laughs> who's the youngest? He, we get out. <laughs> they didn't come with us. They came with Bill later, so we crossed paths for a day or two. Anyway, we go out after it and we go, oh, what do we think? Everyone's going, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? And I go, did you, anyone you know, see the topless girls? And Max goes, nah, got stuck with a nude bloke in the bar. <laughs> 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 he 
It was a weird It was the weirdest thing I've ever ever well, been to. Okay, bottom line though. Yeah. Would you recommend would you recommend <laughs> somebody <laughs> going <laughs> and watching this for or three, experiencing it? For three days? Um, <laughs> no, I would, but I would recommend that you do a little bit of reading. Like, no one told me what it was. I right. they just said here, this is what we're doing. So And what were the names of the guys that just followed the two lesbian girls from floor to floor? What were the names of them? Yeah. There's hundreds of them. <laughs> there were like a, it's a group of about hundred just sprinted off. <laughs> I was left standing on my own. It was un, it was extraordinary. <laughs> look it up if, if you want to go and look it up. Sleep no more. Sleep no more. Sleep no more. Gary's number one <laughs> New York recommender. Anyway, enough of that. That was great. It was a good trip. I came home on Christmas Day. I flew home on Christmas Day. We Would you home. recommend that to people? Yeah. Because I know oh, only if you if your kids are old. Older, That's right. So you got great tickets. So, but you you flew over. We got there. business. We got points. All on points. Yep. Which, but the rider was so to get business class points was great. But you had to come back Christmas Day. Yep. Didn't worry us. Woke up, had Christmas morning brunch, and um, went out to the airport, and was all fine. You missed. My, we lost Boxing Day, so I didn't right. have a Boxing Day. Right. But all good. Yep. All good. And you and I are neighbours now, <sighs> almost, aren't we? And I get home. Mm. And the next thing, there's the wisp. He's moved down to the Mornington Peninsula. Yeah, but we have established a... No, we haven't. We have what? established a relationship down there whereby we don't just drop in on each other and stuff like that. We well, observe each other's privacy, well, don't well, we? No. Well, I've, <laughs> you, well, I have. You got stuck with your grandkids. You didn't know what to do with them, so you brought them into my house and said, here, inter entertain them. No, 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 no. Not, it wasn't like that. I was talking about the kangaroos at your place, and Huxley and the kids said, "Oh, we'd love to see those." We, so I said, "Okay, well, I'll I'd give been Gary a call." All morning, I was trying to have a lie down on the couch. We got the tour. We got the uh, kookaburra feeding with the prime mints. Well. That went well. That went extremely well. Yeah. And then the kids said, "Is there anything more than this?" <laughs> oh, no, board, they were with a, with a bored look on their face. No. And I said, "I thought we can go in the little gator now, and we can have a look at the kangaroos." They loved it. And then the, then a tractor drive. And then the tractor drive, yeah. and then Huxley got to operate the. Um, digger. The digger. Yeah, he and loved it. Picked up some soil and yep. tipped it out, and yep. no, they had a great time. And, and then Nikki arrived with the goodies. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that they still talk about. And of all the things they saw, <laughs> they saw the kookaburras, they saw the kangaroos. They saw them, they, they actually petted them. They drove the, the tractor. You know what they talk about? <laughs> Nikki bought, <Nikki laughs> bought fresh strawberries and then big freckles, Cho chocolate freckles. Chocolate. They talk about the chocolate Didn't freckles. Didn't care about <laughs> Nothing <laughs> else. <laughs> Uh, Winnie came down the weekend. She said, oh, can, Papa, can we go to uh, Gary's place? <laughs> I said, do you want to see the kangaroos again? No, I just want to see he's got some more chocolate freckles. <laughs> Are you liking you where your new uh, oh, boat loving is? It. Loving what are you loving it. about it? You know what I love about it? I love, uh, I love walking on the beach. I'm not, a, I'm not a beach swimmer. I'm not a surfer. But I love the smell of the surf. And I love the sound of the crashing I said waves. that to you. I said, how, I what about the that. water? How, how have you found the water? He said, oh, no, I haven't been in. I have now. It's oh, you cold. have now? Yeah, no, I've been in. I had a little dip. It's cold. Um, and that's not that, that, that's not the attraction to me. And I'll tell you what it's made me do. Like, I'd never thought about this before, but the idea of surfing as a kid. I, I told you I, I can I, do that. I get all that sort of stuff now. I see older guys, much older guys, you know, and they're not necessarily the fittest, healthiest looking blokes and they hop out, they've got their wetty on half pulled up and they've got their board and they walk on down and it is, it just looks like one of the most 
cool. Joy. No, not cool so much, but just a joy, sort of like a joyous thing. And then, you know, dads with their daughters and dads with their sons and like grandfathers with their grandkids. Well, because where you are is right on the surf point there. Well, don't give away my dress, please. (laughs) I want some privacy. You know what you should do? You should get a wetsuit and a board. Mm. And just, just walk up and yeah, down the beach. Just put the wetsuit on. <laughs> I've thought a, about that. I know what you like. You like the half wetsuit. The halfer. Yeah, that's what you should do. Um, well, would you want to do that? What's that? I've got a couple of goals this year, actually, to mm. to, um, to get involved with. To learn is, how to surf? Well, I, I can surf. I showed you a picture of me surfing in Hawaii. Mm. And in, Standing in front of a board. No, that was real. That was a backdrop. No, it was Anyway. We can do that because Michael Roberts, you know, Robo, yeah, he's down there. He's always saying, come out, I'll teach you to surf. So mm. do you want me to get him to teach us to surf? You know what? I, I'm being serious. I fear that I'm too old no, and not. with my knee replacement and all that sort of no. stuff, I don't think I could kneel on the board to, because you've got to start off in you that sort of- You knee on the board. Well, you sort of have to go into a kneeling position boarding. and then you get up onto your feet. I've hey, been watching- Spring straight up. No, see, that's a part I, can't, I, I just don't think I could do that. I really don't. I'm a, I would love it. You haven't got much to look forward to in life. You can't do that. Well, I get enjoyment, a bit like you at that stage show in New York. I get enjoyment out just watching. <laughs> All right. And you take uh, Brando on the beach? Uh, well, that is a very interesting point that Thank you raise because you're only allowed on the beach between uh, 6 a, well, from 7 o'clock at, no, 6 o'clock at night until 10 o'clock the next morning. Right. So, and they've got to be on a lead. Yeah. So he's happy. He's happy to walk on the lead on the beach. Um, yeah, no, I, I do. He li- he likes to go for a walk, but I I, se- I sense I sense that he would like to be off the leash at different times. Let him off the leash. No, I can't. I don't want to. They, they said that there's a ranger down there <laughs> who who hides in the dunes <laughs> with binoculars. Yeah, and she's particularly not for, vigilant. Not for looking at dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had an experience the other day, or somebody in your family had an experience the other day, which is a really interesting point to talk about. And that is, is it offensive mm. to bathe topless? So just explain what happened. Well, I wasn't there. I know, but it's been relayed to you. But the, uh, yeah, so Nikki and Lucy were at, down the beach on a quiet Thursday afternoon. Right. So Nikki had nothing but an engagement ring on. Is that right? <laughs> no, it wasn't Nikki. <laughs> but Lucy, though, yeah, and... She was sunbaking in a private area, like uh, with their back. Well, there's no private area there. Well, it's all public beach. Not there's... down where there's a little alcove. Right. It's not at Point Leo there at the surf not beach, which is patrol beach. boat. No, no. Right down the other. I know where. Around the corner, not near the boat shed, further around, like towards going away from oh, Point Leo. Oh, towards Merrick's. Correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Oh, that's a long way off. Probably. It was a Thursday afternoon. There was no one on the beach. And then they had Lucy had her back to the beach, apparently, and- she had a top off, and, went, and then she got accosted by an elderly woman who was covered head to toe in rashies and right, and and, and just absolutely unloaded on it. And not because that she was exposed in the sun. Um, no, I think she was all sorts of uh, reasons. She was triggered about uh, sun sm- being sun smart. Being oh, okay. What sort of a, a spectacle it was for her husband who was about to walk past. Who she yeah. said wouldn't like it, and I said we well, walked past ten times. And he's got a fine <laughs> pair of binoculars too. The bloke that's gone up and back eight times would like. <laughs> I've been watching him over there in the bushes. <laughs> anyway, she was, they were very um, surprised at how aggressive this lady was. And um, but anyway, I guess you've got to be sensitive to that. But uh, they thought that they were. 
What are, can I just ask you this question quite seriously? What are what are what are our rules down there in terms of <laughs> just dropping in on each other? Um, well, right now it's it's a bit one way because mm. I've got the attractions. When you put your pool in, <laughs> then I'll be dropping in whenever I feel like it. <laughs> no, it's great having you there. I came around and visited and. Um, because I know your drive down to Glen Maggie was um, two and a half hours, mm. and I kept saying to you, "It was hard to leave there." Three years, how mm. you won't know yourself, and I know you had a great emotional pull, and it was a beautiful property. It's one of the nicest properties I've ever been to down at Glen Maggie, but it was too far away. It was tough though. It did was you, tough. Did you get emotional? It, I got very, very emotional. I got very, very emotional when we left. You know, when you build something the, from the ground up and you yeah. do everything and you know every blade of grass and uh, yeah. you, you, well, you, every part of it was something that, you know, we did over the years and we'd go there pretty much every weekend. And the new owners are very excited and great and, and, and but they don't like to see anything, you know, killed or... The, the, oh, no, the, the mice that got into the into the dam and were drowning, and you were trying to. <laughs> oh, no. What happened there? Well, I was talking. I was talking to the lady, right? And we're heading down towards the dam, and um, we're talking about different things. And uh, she said, oh, "I couldn't kill." I said, "I couldn't kill anything either. Like, I'm, I'm soft as blood." Like <laughs> you said, <laughs> I said, "There's no way." I couldn't kill a snake. I couldn't kill a rabbit. I couldn't. I could not kill anything. We don't have a gun. I'd never, ever do that. And we got down to where the, the deck is, sort of like a, a bit like a, a pontoon, um, a pontoon that's sort of built out over the dam, and I'd put a cover over the, um, the pump down there, and I lifted the cover to show the new owner how to work it. <laughs> and there's a rat's nest there, right? So. I thought, hang on a minute. So, so I just gave it a quick kick and went into the dam. Right? So I thought nothing more of it. And so then I'm showing the guy how to work the pump and his wife comes across as well. And she's gone. She screamed. What's that in there? What's that in there? I'd kick some baby rats. Into the dam. Oh, the poor little things were trying. <laughs> After you said that you were a member of Peter and never heard an animal in your life, and you kicked a rat's nest. They're drowning. They're drowning. I said, "Well, I'm not jumping in to save them." <laughs> well, I hope I'm glad they didn't come across a snake while they were there. No, you have no. Seen a couple of no, there's no snakes down there, Gary. Yeah, I've never seen a snake down there. <laughs> they're everywhere. No, so it's nice. And um, do we say the suburb that you're in, or just? No, place. no, Shoreham. It's Shoreham. Yeah. yeah. And it's you a were beautiful... at the Shoreham market on the weekend? Yeah, that's good. You like yeah. that? Yep. Went and... It's got a very, very small town country feel. It has. It's got a, um, and the and the Shoreham market has got sort of like a bit of a, uh, a hippie-ish sort of yes. um, vibe. Oh, world sort of vibe, yeah. which is great. Oh, my word. And yeah, really quaint. Food stall? Food stalls are fantastic. My mail says you went back three times to one. That was the calamari brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they do a great calamari. They do a lovely little calamari, and um, bought ourselves some, um, you know, some fresh veggies. And um, there's a lady there from McRae that sells mushies. I told you about oh, the mushy no, that I cooked. It. No, I won't go down there again. But uh, had some beautiful Cobram Estate olive oil on top of that, and a couple of other little bits and pieces. No, so I was at Shoreham Highly Market. recommend the Shoreham Market. Is it highly on how often? Uh, once a month. 
first Monday. No, it's the third, whatever it was at the weekend. Uh, Red Hill's the first It's the third weekend. Sunday. I think it's the third Sunday of every month. I bought some turmeric uh, tablets. From there? Yeah. Yeah, no, I saw that stand. Yeah, yeah I, I saw did. that stand. So I had all that problem with my hands, with mm. my fingers, like they were. You got little hands. Has that been the problem? <laughs> no. If you're a big bloke, you got little hands. Delicate. No, I wouldn't say that. They're just small. <laughs> well, they well, they must be filling out with arthritis because I couldn't. They'd bend my fingers and they'd lock. Right. And so the lady said, "Here, have a crack of these turmerics." Right. Yeah. And did that help? Not one bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did. I think they did. <laughs> because they were, they were expensive. Yeah, because I've read about this. Have you heard of lion's mane mushroom? Who? Lion's mane. It's a type of mushroom. It's a very odd-looking mushroom, mm. but they say that it has all sorts of powers within it as well, which I've never – no, not that, but oh. I've never <laughs> um, – I'm going to investigate it further because, you know, like recuperative and all that sort of stuff, like good for your health, that type of thing. So I'm going to do a little bit of research into it and right. see if I can't get you some uh, Gary Lyons mane as well. Right um, the other thing, big thing I did over the, was I shifted house, which I spoke oh, about yeah. on the radio station. The single greatest pain in my ass. That's I've a ever big had. job. It is. You're doing that every twelve months, though. No, I wasn't. I've been in the other place for three years, so it's just I'm like I'm a I've when I moved the last time, Cull, bang, mm, yeah, I'm going. Yeah. I went from house first time from house into an apartment up in Melbourne. Mm. So Cull, any stuff that I needed, I took to the farm. You know, I just. Nicky's a hoarder. Right. Yeah. Hoarder. Right. I, I told you, I pulled out this, you know, a shelf and there's a boat, like a, a, a um, what? a model, like a little right. model yacht. Not yeah. made out of icy pole sticks. Kind of. Yeah. And it had Portofino written on it. <laughs> I said, we're not taking this. Oh, that's very special to me. <laughs> I said, no, it's not. She goes, no, it is. I said, it's been in that shelf at the old house for four years, yes. and at the new one for th- that's seven years. It sat in that sh- in that um, in that in that drawer. It's okay. not that special. Now, this is going to tell me a lot about your relationship. Mm-hmm. Who won that discussion? No, it's it's in a, it's still it's there. still there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's a terrible thing to do. Moving house is the greatest. Uh, it is. You got to be brutal though, don't you? You do have to be brutal, yeah. but. It doesn't matter. Like you just when you think you've cleaned up, mm. you go into another room and there's another five hours worth of stuff. Talk about going down a rabbit's hole though. Yeah. When you do this, because we did this when we we're packing up Glen Maggie. Mm. When you actually open one of those boxes or whatever, yeah. and then you start to look inside, yeah. you yeah. can lose yourself for a long time well, looking inside I'll a box. You, I found my scrapbooks and there oh, no. six hours gone. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mum keep your scrapbooks? Did your mum keep, yeah. did Edna keep a scrapbook for you? Yeah, she has. Have you still got them? She has. Oh, she has, yeah. yeah, yeah. My mum did. She must have given and presented to me one day in a, like, there's about eight of them yeah. in a folder. Yeah. Boy, hell, there's some good reading. <laughs> I found this box. I opened it. I laid on the bed. Four hours went like that, Wisp. You know, that will be the most important thing in your life one day. What? I'm just... I'm just suggesting that because I visit my old mate Alec, yeah, and that's what I 
get to do every time I visit him. Read his scrapbooks. Well, he's kept everything. So we just go through his scrapbook again and all these bits and pieces and his cuttings. When and you're coming over to read more. He's got an old foot. You know, you know the magazine? Can you remember the magazine? It was the only football magazine when you and football I. Football Life. Football Life, yeah. And he's got a copy of Football Life and he was featured in there and we go through that and he talks about himself and all that sort of stuff. Can you? It will be, it will be, they will be your most prized possession. But you know what? For us, my dad had scrapbooks, right? Yeah. My, this is my dad, Panch. And they were the my favourite things in the world to do. I just read them back to front. Yeah. Like I poured over mm. them. I knew his mm. whole career inside out. Mm. He's, he's, he, and I love reading it and I, I just I consumed it. My kids couldn't get less. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you want to have a written nut? <laughs> I said, come on, no, nothing. So I'm hoping the grandkids will want to be, uh, will take some sort of interest in it. And the photos are the other thing. Mm. That's when you do lose yourself. Yeah, yeah. You find stacks of old photos. So anyway, it's all good. We've got it done now and hopefully, well, for another 12 or 18 months, we don't have to do it again. I do, just um, another topic I had written down. Just here. Sorry, before we moved on yeah. from that, I was going to ask you when you mentioned football life. Can you remember your first big, oh, you were only been about 13, but your first big interview, your big feature? What a thrill that was when you did your first feature. Yeah, I did that with, um, well, the first time I got interviewed. Oh, not the Herald Sun when you won the back, the dimble, the, the back dim, in the front. The Dimble Banner, um, before, after that, the Dimble Banner one. Um, Mickey Sheen, Mike Sheen. That's why he and I have such a strong connection. He did the first story on me when I came to Melbourne. Front page? No, it was the back page of the old Herald. Yeah. Yeah. You used to get that in the afternoon, didn't you? Yeah, in the afternoon, yeah. So I think you used to come out around. Did you so run out and get it? Mm, yes, you did. You told no. me you did. No, I, I, you, look, I can't remember. Yes, I can't remember how so. I saw it or where I saw it. Oh, it <laughs> but, was a buzz if you got a big story of the paper. Did, and that wore off, I must say, that wore off pretty quickly. Did you ever do the Lou Richards and the Tom Pryor? One of Lou's, and he... I used to work with Lou, so I, mm. I used to love Lou and get on well with Lou. And he said one of his favourites was Melbourne were playing Collingwood. In a, this is, would have been late 80s, so they were big games at the MCG. Both teams were in you know, finals. And he he rang me up and he said, right, come on, get to the MCG at this time. I said, right, what are we doing? He goes, just get there. So I go down there. It's me and Michael Christian mm. in the middle of the MCG, the Lion and the Christian. I remember that. Christians and the Lions. Yeah, I remember that. That was his favourite. Right. One of his, his favourite or (laughs) one of his favourites? Well. Because he said that when he he met with me on the plumbing site (laughs) in Essendon, that that was his favourite interview of all time with Tommy Pryor. He took the photo, I don't know who took the photo from way up in the grandstand and it's like we were in the Colosseum, (laughs) Christians and the Lions. Yeah, I remember about him. This is so funny that you should mention it because when he came onto that site that day, it was in wintertime, right? So he's, you know how he used to be well-dressed, Louis? Impeccable. Like, it really well-dressed. Yeah. And he had beautiful, shiny shoes, right? And this was sort of like a muddy work site. And all I can remember is hearing him come down, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> that is some mud. Tom, why didn't you tell me it was so muddy down here? <laughs> and then I looked around and there he is. He's sitting up on some bricks or something like that. And he's got, he's got, a, he's got his tissue or his oh, hanky out. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's just sort of trying to polish his shoes again. What a man he was. What a, what he a, was a character. character. He was a genuine character. He was a genuine character. And he, I always, I told this story. I used to have a white Mercedes. He used to drive mm, around yeah. the rack and just drive wherever he wanted. Park it wherever he <laughs> wanted. He's got out of his road. He was that big. 
<laughs> he was that big at the time. So, how long? Oh, that's it. Let's just take a little break and regroup because we've got to work out what we've got to cover off on the rabbit hole. Thanks to Tire Power, their buying power puts the power in your lane. You're listening to the rabbit hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tire Power. Big brands better buy sale on now. Get into your local independently owned tyre power today. Great to be back on the rabbit hole for the 2024 year. Um, our farming segment, which just went gangbusters last year. What we might do just to get things warmed up, Joel Brooks, Joel, J-O-E-L dot Brooks at sen.com.au. Any farming question you want answered, then we're your men. So shoot them through. I know um, there's a big farming contingent in Rochester that uh, hang out every single week. And they don't, they find it hard to get in their tractor until they have a listen and for us to let them know what's going on in the world of farming. We extend into animal husbandry as well. So I'm not sure. (laughs) Any questions? Not sure. What's husbandry mean? That doesn't mean what I think it means. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It's animal animal care. And as you know, we've got a new pug, Pearl the Pug, eight uh, week old. I'd been told this. I don't know whether you've ever been told this or not. I know you, well, your grandfather bred greyhounds. You yes. used to walk the greyhounds. So you've been around dogs most dog. of your I'm, life. I'm a dog man. Have I was told this by a country person that when they would get a new dog, what the person would do was that they would pee on a, dog. Bl- a blanket or the dog. Oh. And so that scent then would be with the dog and that that would create a bond between dog and person. Hang on, who pees on the blanket? The person. The owner. The owner. Yeah. The owner the owner pees on the blanket. Right. And then that becomes the dog's blanket. So the dog picks up the scent of the pee, which oh. is the scent of the owner. Okay. And then that creates a bond. Have you ever heard of that? No. But is that what you're doing when I go around the <laughs> when I came in there the other day? You were taking it a step further. You're squatting down on I the brand blanket. I thought, look, if the if the pee works, <laughs> imagine, imagine imagine how close imagine, you become. Imagine smearing the blanket with a little bit of whoopsie do. Have you tried that? No, I, I, I haven't. I haven't. But do you think, like, oh, I think we've only had pearl for less than a week. So do you think it's worth trying or not? Yeah, and drop a bit on her head too, just to make certain that she knows exactly who you are. Um, she's a beautiful little pug, and you've you will entertain us all with the relationship between Brando and her. Yeah, well, that it's Brando not, didn't like it. Mm, he didn't like it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't no. like. He it. was. He wanted to eat her. Yeah, he's had her in his mouth. She's only. She's a tiny fit in your hand pug. Well, she's only eight weeks old. Yeah. Mm. Cute as, but and and brave and got a lot of personality. She's got some spunk. A lot of spunk about her. A lot of spunk. When Brando it. gobbled her up, he had a. Well, he, she, he was going to eat her. She or? was yelping, and oh. he thought that it was something to play with. So the more she yelped, the more he thought he'd play. Oh, yeah. gee, that would have been scary. Yeah, he had to cough her up at one stage. Do you know there's a Bernese mountain dog explosion? Yeah, you know, I that... saw a Bernese mountain dog at the Shoreham Market last Sunday. I've got we had, and one. then I saw Oscar. Well, that's his, was his dog? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, Josh's girlfriend's family have got two right Bernese mountain. They're everywhere with Bernese. What do you think? Taken off. What do you think's going on then? They're a beautiful dog. Oh, no, I know they're a beautiful looking dog. Yeah, I just think. And they apparently they've got a personality a bit like a, a lab, haven't they? Like yep. they're sort of that style of dog. Yeah, beautiful, soft, and um, friendly, and no problem. They don't live that long. That's the only issue. No. Do you know? Um, a great I know we don't have the farming segment, but something happened over oh. the summer months that I've been dying to talk to you about because 
I'm not a very hands-on fix-it type person. I'm, a, I'm an ideas oh, man. You come to the right place. Here. I like cooking. I am. I like cooking, and I can do all that. I love all that sort of stuff. But I'm not a fix-it. Right. I've always been afraid of anything which requires which requires. Um, you know, a screwdriver or oh, any, uh, right. but having me. said that, right. So we had to pick up stuff from Glenn Maggie and put the trailer, went to put the trailer on and the trailer plug didn't fit the car plug. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? For yes. the power, right. To operate the lights. Yes. And so one was circular and it was wired. It was an American manufactured circular plug. And so then we had to buy a rectangle plug. Right. And I'm thinking, how the hell not are we going to be able to do this? Hard. Well, I sat there and both Susie, we, we worked it out. What'd you do? Rewired it. Well, you chopped it off, did you? No, rewired it. Yeah, but it was a circular plug. Yes. American. So all the, all the wires were in the circular plug. So they still fitted. Everything still fitted. No, 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 no. You had well, to. Rewiring wouldn't have helped it. You had to you had to cut the wires. I don't to, think it was a problem at all. They're all coloured. You had to cut the wires, yeah. and then you had to then put them onto the new rectangular plug that right. was going in your car. Yeah, that's what I said. Did yeah. you have to get a new plug head? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You had to go from a right. circular to a. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. That's that's not bad. And it's that not... that sense of accomplishment when you do something like that. Yeah. That's oh, like true. It, it's it's right up there with, you know. The birth of your first child and you know, playing in big games of football and all that sort of stuff. Right no, up there. No, I can, maybe not the birth of your children, but it is. I had the two letters. Have you done so? You're going to top me now. Well, eh? I had the, this is, I want to talk about pressure. Mm. I had these two letters for the for the proposal. Oh, you're talking about the big heart that you made on the ground. Actually, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, no, tell no, about Someone was right about it. No. No, the letter was, I had a trial run and it was lit up. Right. And then hour before the actual moment, I did mm. a test run again, nothing. So that was going to light up the... I'm not going into full detail. I know you don't want to talk about it because somebody will pick it up off the podcast <laughs> and they'll yes, write about it. Though right. You've just been speaking to the Herald Sun <laughs> exactly. in an exclusive interview. I know where you go. We can cut anyway, this out. I had to fix it. Yeah. And I only had an hour. And? Because this is at the cornerstone of the whole thing. I know. The pressure. I know. I had to go back to my year 10 work experience when I did it with the electrician. And how good did you feel after you'd done it? Superman. <laughs> I put it, I did the rewiring, I reconnected, plugged it in. <laughs> oh, God. Sweat pouring down the eye. <laughs> I can see the headline oh, yeah. on the front page of the yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, good, 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 good. Um, what else have you got there? I tell you, this is not farming. Mm. Well, it is farming. Mm. Johnny from Epping gave us some tomato plants. Yes. I took the plants. Tom and I, my boy Tom, mm. son, we made two great planter boxes I showed you. Yes. I went and got the beautiful soil yep. from um, Red Rock, I think it was called. And then I got Johnny's tomato plants and planted them. Yep. They are now like a jungle. Yep. I'm not kidding. They've spilled out. Johnny keeps telling me, put the, put the steak in. Put, I've got to, I said, I've got that many steaks. I've got the steak. Did you stake them? I staked everything. And tied them to the steak? Tied them. Yep. They've just gone nuts. I'd have, let's say, 40 green tomatoes on the bushes. Right. When, when are they turning? What? And then the one that looked You must like, have got them in late because Johnny's tomatoes are already ripe. But ripened. surely they'll ripen up. No, they will. The sun will. Yeah, definitely with the sun. But no. have you still got some foliage on the tomato foliage? plant? 
Tarzan swung through because there at one they, stage. Because they photosynthesize through the actual leaf of the tomato to ripen. So you, you, what do you mean? Well, that's the sun. Yeah. It's drawn into the foliage. It's green. And then that helps the tomato ripen and flavor. Yeah, right. It's green. Like it's it's the it's spilled out over the thingo mm. and it's like five foot high. Magnificent. They will be they those tomatoes will be glorious. Well when? Well soon. In the mm. next couple of weeks they should be fine. Well. How they're green. <laughs> have you got a use by date on they're them? They're green <laughs> and they're big. And then what they're happens? They're gnarly. They're the ugliest looking tomatoes, but the rough the one. They're the best tasting tomato. Yeah. I might yeah. Anyway, that's that's the, that's the Are fun. you still watering them or not? Of course I'm watering yeah. them. What do you think I'm doing? Of course I'm watering them. We've got I've got two lemon trees, mm. and I've got that many lemons and tomatoes. Do you think I should open a a store? Or here's a good question: mm. I drove past the place because in that the Red Hill House, there's two lemon trees that mm. are burdened with like overburdened. Mm. I drove past someone who put a box out, lemons a dollar each. Right. Or should you just put lemons help yourself? Why don't you just pick some lemons and drop them off at the Wisps place? I, oh, the no. Wisp goes through a lot of lemons. Oh, no, I'm serious. We well, got, why don't you? Well, I could. That'd be a nice neighbourly thing to do. Or the whisk could drive over and pick <laughs> him himself. We've got that many lemons. I've got the wood splitter, too, that I've had oh, delivered to uh, Shoreham. Are you going to pick it up or do I have to deliver it? Well, I've got to pick it up. I've got to pick it up so I can mind it for you. That's right. No, no, but you're going to be able to use it. Am it's, I? Yeah, well, you're going to be able to split the wood, right? And, and we have to what? share it. So it's, it's now co-owned by you... Right, me yep. and Mario. Mario's in Dramana, so the three Mario. of us we have to sh we have to share He's it. He's not in it. I told him he was. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps asking me about it. <laughs> I he's got his own it. wood. No, well, he's got his own wood, but he doesn't have his own wood splitter. No, he's struggling. He's struggling, Mario. <laughs> he is struggling. Um, yeah, we'll drop it around. We'll put it in the shed. Dad. It's got to go in the shed, though. It's got to lock be... up. Yeah, we we'll have to lock it up. Yep, yep, hundred percent. And then, we'll... but hang on. But then, what? Will you come and help me chop the wood? Yes, yes. I need some. I need some uh, smaller wood at the moment. So I'm going to go through your paddock soon and just cut up smaller stuff to get my fire burning properly. What do you mean? Well, I've got big wood. Yeah. Okay, I've got big red. I've got big red gum Where pieces from? from Glen Maggie that I brought right. up with us. Um, and so I just what are you need... talking tw twigs? No, no bracken. I've got the twigs. I've yeah. got the starter, which are the twigs. Yeah. Then I need. I need the in betweeners. Right yeah, and that's the stuff I'm a bit a, light on. Have you got a um, chainsaw? Of course I have. What sort? Got a steel. Steel what? I've still got. How it. big is a steel? Big enough. Well. Big enough. I'm not cutting the big stuff. It's dangerous. I'll do that. Yeah, you do that. I, my still, I was having trouble with my still, mm. and I went to get the blade sharpened because I, you know, I put it on backwards and yeah. it didn't work. Mm. And it got sharpened and it worked okay, and then the chain kept getting loose. Mm. So I thought I'm not going back to that shop. I went to another shop, and the bloke said, "Your your bar's bent." Right. I said he took it off and showed me, and it had a, had a warp in it. Mm. I put a new bar on it now, like slices like through butter. Mm. You know why the bar bent though, don't you? Why? Did you ask him why the bar bent? No. Yeah. Why? Well, you would have been too uh, aggressive with your, your chainsawing and you would have been moving your chainsaw around too much as you were cutting. Mm. And that would have bent the bar. I was doing some decorative carving with it. Were you? Maybe that was the problem.
Um, you got any recommendations before we wind this thing up for our first rabbit hole of 2024? Uh, uh, cheerio to everyone who's come mm. back and listening. Um, yeah. Lots of listeners. Got a lot of listeners. The Grinter family love the rabbit hole. You know, Bulls, Rod? They listen to it. Rod loves it. They don't sit around the wireless listening to it, do they? Him and Bernadette. They like the Bernadette, his wife. Hop she in loves a rocking it. Chair. I saw her over Christmas. She Lovely. loves it. Lovely. Uh, the only recommendation. Red Dog loves it. <laughs> That's his brother, Red Dog. Do you want to talk about Lisa Wilkinson's $100,000 wardrobe allowance, or yeah. we'll leave that for another no, time? No, let's talk about it quickly. Okay. What do you think about that? A bit unders? 100 grand. How can she get dressed for a year for $100,000? This was the question I was going to ask you on our radio show, but I was too scared to. Mm. There is. Well, I'll ask you. Do you mm-hmm. think that your wardrobe is freshened up as much as Beckman's? <laughs> <laughs> what are you really asking me? Well, this is what I think happens, and I know it happens, and I'm not. I'm not I understand it. Mm. We we men can just wear the same suit. Yeah, and it's probably, in fact, it's probably better for men. But the women have to wear. Yeah, something different. That's right. They have to wear outfits. Yeah. yeah. And they get a lot more feedback in the world of TV. They get a lot more <laughs> feedback than any Excuse bloke me. would get about the colour tie yeah, but or they do the need type a new of tie outfit they have. Every, every... Oh, lots of new outfits. That's, yeah. a, that's a big, that's why like, women have the big wardrobe. Yeah, but it did raise your eyebrows, did it? Not the $100,000 wardrobe allowance. We used to have a wardrobe That's allowance. a good, ma- who's a management? We used to get a good, pretty good wardrobe allowance there for a while at Channel 9. And... What you had to spend it in the year, and if you didn't spend it in the year, you lost it. And then you do a deal with different providers, and they give you fifty percent off. So your wardrobe doubles. In the end, you couldn't spend it. <laughs> you used to get a week before the end of uh, June, and you just go in there and just <laughs> fill up the car. You had the best dressed kids in Australia there at one stage, oh. running around in Polo Ralph Lauren and Gant stuff because I had to spend my, my wardrobe. Pants got a three-piece suit for Christmas. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that hundred thousand. That right? uh, that was ex- that you was. You told me that Channel relation. Seven rotate their ties. Well, well I I told you that privately. Yes. Oh, okay. uh, but that is true. Like Mitchell Mitchell say to me, "Oh, I got a whole new, I got a whole new, <laughs> I got a whole new, <laughs> I got a whole new set of ties." I said, "Yeah, I had those." <laughs> you said they go up to Sydney as they well. They do. They do. Oh, they do. They go around Australia and they come back again about three years later and we think that we've got new ties again. And then Basil or somebody from interstate will say, what are you doing wearing my tie? I thought they were new. No, they've just been recycled. That's funny. Now, I remember Benny Gale back on the Sunday footy show. He, he was just out of footy. He was new to the media. He did it for a year or two. Yeah. And uh, Tony Jones, who was, I think he was the producer at that stage. I must have been the host. And he said, um, Ted to Benny, he must have also been, he's a lawyer he, mm. in the corporate world. And he said, do you want some ties? Benny couldn't believe it. TJ, you know, he had a thousand ties. Yep. And he said, help yourself. Benny's eyes nearly bugged out of his head. <laughs> took about 20. <laughs> Walked out. Anyway, 100,000 is a big, big, uh, big, big wardrobe allowance. No question. We're going to wrap up there, Whispers. Yep, that's enough. You just had to get one under the belt yes. early. Yes. Don't forget joel.brooks at sen.com.au uh, for any questions you want to, or you want any issues you want us to address. Yep. Because we don't restrict ourselves to sport. In fact, we rarely touch it. Um, and particularly from a um, farming point of view, happy to help out as well. But nice to nice to get one under our belt. Mm. Thanks for listening. That's been the rabbit hole for tyre power, the buying power. <coughs> I haven't got my glass on. <laughs>
Yeah, we're going. Well, leave, the, leave that in. Leave that bit in. Too, yeah, leave it in. Yeah. That's the rabbit hole for Thai power. Their buying power puts the power in your lane. This has been the rabbit hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Tune in to 1116SEN each Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 6 till 9am to hear SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim.